Today we talk about what it means to have delayed sleep phase syndrome and what it's like to eat chocolate off of the floor of a bowling alley. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Oh, What a Glorious Morning. This is a show about a night owl on his journey to becoming a morning person and the fucked up dreams he has along the way. Oh, oh, jeez. Open the curtains. It's bright as fuck. It's four o'clock in the afternoon. Welcome to Oh, What a Glorious Morning. Thank you so much for stopping in. My name is Mylar, and I will be your host. This podcast is being retooled. That's right. I talked about it before. I'm, I'm in the process of retooling it. It's going to be more educational-based. I'm going to talk about this while my roommate drills shit into his furniture or something. I don't really know what he's doing. I just hear drill bits and... So that'll be fun if you can hear that. Join along with me. It's a wonderful ride. It's a wonderful journey. So today we're going to be talking about delayed sleep phase syndrome and how to know if you have that and what can you do about it. That's too loud. Is it? Maybe it's not. Fuck it. I'm going to keep going. We're going to be talking about the wonderful job that I had playing video games and getting paid to play video games because of my uh, my delayed sleep phase syndrome. And we're going to finally talk about how to get rid of it or how to maintain it and manage it. And at the very end of the podcast, there will be a dream sequence, a messed up dream of me eating chocolate off the floor of a bowling alley and how I got there in the first place. So stick around. Thanks so much for being here. And uh, right after this little break, we're going to dive right into delayed sleep phase syndrome. And how do, how do you know if you have it? All right, let's dive right in. Delayed sleep phase syndrome. That's what started this entire project. This entire podcast was delayed sleep phase syndrome, something that I've been suffering with my entire life. How do you know if you have delayed sleep phase syndrome? Well, are you a night owl? Do you consider yourself a night owl? Do you go to bed at ungodly and unwieldy hours of the morning? Then you probably have delayed sleep phase syndrome. Ever since I was a kid or a teenager, I've suffered from this and I thought I was just lazy or there's something wrong with me. Uh, some, my father thought I was being lazy and I was just like, I was, couldn't go to bed. And I couldn't, uh, I just exhausted all the time. It was awful until finally a few sleep clinics later, I was taught what I had and how to manage it. <clears throat> and I've done it. Well, I've done it a few times. <laughs> maintaining, maintaining it is another story altogether. So what is delayed sleep phase syndrome? Basically, the hormone, the natural hormone of melatonin, which is released by the pineal gland, it's, uh, it's released in everybody to tell you to go to bed, basically. It's with a sensation. It's, it gives you the sensation of feeling tired so that you can get ready for bed. With us, we, if, if you happen to have delayed sleep phase syndrome or if you happen to be a night owl, in case you have delayed sleep phase syndrome, um, you probably go to bed at a lot, a lot later than most people do. A lot of people go to bed at 8, 9, 10 at night. I personally, if I'm left to my own devices, will go to bed at 2, 3, 4, sometimes 5 in the morning. And they wake up in the afternoons. And this makes it very difficult to be a productive member of society. Because society has their own structured, rigid times for doing things, for doing business, for being social, and things of that nature. So you have limited time the next day, and you end up beating yourself up over it. And some people don't know what to do, so they go off and they get nighttime jobs. Nighttime security jobs, nighttime <clears throat> uh, road maintenance jobs, nighttime, you name it. Anything, in the, anything to do with the nighttime, they do it because they don't know what else to do. I did that myself. Very briefly tell you about that. You can, I don't know if you can hear the construction going on in the background, but if you can, it's just a lovely add-on to today's podcast. Enjoy that. A number of years back, I didn't know really how to fix this, and I was going to bed at 
oh geez, it was just awful. My social life was was awful. It was horrible. I wasn't getting enough sunlight. <clears throat> it was just horrible. So I got a nighttime security job. I worked from 7 p.m. until 7 in the morning. And this was in the wintertime, too. So I had no no sunlight. I'd come to, I'd come home <laughs> at the end of my shift <clears throat> just as the sun was coming up. And that's exactly when I would go to bed. It was actually really funny. At the end of you ever have the end of the end of your your long hard day at work, you want to come home and have a beer and relax for a bit. Well, that's what I was doing. At the end of my day, it was seven in the morning. At the end of my day, I had just worked a really long shift, and I'd come home, and my friends were my roommates were having breakfast, and I'd crack open a beer, <laughs> and they thought it was very funny to them. But what did I do here at this at the shift? I would I just I would go and I'd secure this condo that wasn't being secured. It was just, there's no reason for me to be there other than for insurance purposes. They needed a body on site. There's this big concrete hollow building that no one was fucking with. I get there and there's this trailer, a concrete, not a concrete. It's just like a, a little, little mini trailer where the construction workers would work during the day. And they said I could have my lunch in there. I was like, okay, I had to do my rounds. And after a week, I was like, nobody's coming to check on me. Nobody. So I got a little brazen. I saw inside of the trailer high-speed modem. I'm like, is that what I think it is? Oh my God. So I started bringing my laptop and watching movies <laughs> and nobody came to check on me. Week two, week three. I'm like, okay, do they even know I'm here? I write my name in the little log book. I write down times where I go check out all the, you know, check the ins and outs of the buildings, make sure nobody's peeing on the walls or fucking in the garage or whatever. I don't know what they were afraid of. Week four, nothing, nobody. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try something here. So I happen to have a hockey bag, a large hockey bag, as one does in Canada, even though I don't play hockey. How did I have a hockey bag? Fuck knows. I don't know. One of my friends, I guess. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Not the point. Not the point. The point is I managed to fit inside of the hockey bag my HDTV. <laughs> now, I didn't have a car. I was working a shitty minimum wage security job. So, of course, I'm taking the bus. So that means I stuffed my HDTV into this hockey bag with my Xbox 360 and took it on the bus with me. <laughs> Got off where I had to get off and then hiked up this long hill with this fucking HDTV and Xbox on my back in a hockey bag until I got to the site, went into the trailer, set up the TV, set up the Xbox, and played video games all night long and got paid to do it. And, uh, and that was really fun. It was one of the... the best jobs I've ever had because they didn't know. <laughs> and it was really hilarious. Anyway, my social life really sucked. My social life really, really suffered. Did my as did business life, like wanting to get into to filmmaking, wanting to get into into editing more and, and I just you know, my because of my schedule, I couldn't do any of that stuff. And so I eventually had to quit and figure out what to do. But after a few sleep clinics they taught me. And I could teach you now. So if you're a delete if you have delayed sleep phase syndrome if you're a night owl and you want to know how to fix this, if you want to push it back, shift it back, delayed sleep phase syndrome, it's delayed. If you no longer want it to be delayed, you can shift it back. How do we do that? You go and you buy some melatonin from the drugstore, okay? You buy the lowest dosage because it's not meant to knock you out. It's not meant as a sleep aid. It's meant to just signify to your body it is time for bed. If you have other sleep problems that might exacerbate things, but let's just pretend for now that the both of us only have delayed sleep phase syndrome and that's it. I have other sleep problems, but we'll get to that later on another podcast. So you take, I take 
I take five milligrams, no, three milligrams. I buy the lowest dose, three milligrams, and then I cut that in half. And that is even too much. So say many sources. But that's as low as I can, you know, so I cut it in half, dissolve it under my tongue, and I do this 12 hours before I want to wake up. Now, that's not to say if I'm going to bed at five in the morning and I want to wake up at eight in the morning that I take it 12 hours before eight in the morning. That's not how it works. If you're going to bed, let's say you're going to bed at three in the morning, okay, and you're waking up at 11 in the morning, then you need to take, start taking the melatonin at 11 at night. Whatever time you're normally waking up now anyway, even though you hate waking up at this time, that's when you take your melatonin, okay? 12 hours before you are, are, 12 hours before you have, like, before you're waking up naturally anyway, okay? And then keep your, your sleep schedule. Now, this is where it changes. Every three days, you take your melatonin one half hour earlier than you have been, and you go to sleep one half hour earlier, and then you wake up one half hour earlier, so you go to bed at 2.30 in the, in the morning and you wake up at 10.30. And then three days later, you take the melatonin uh, at 10, in the, 20, 10 at night and you go to bed at 2 in the morning and you wake up at 10 in the morning. And you do this every three days until eventually you get to the point where you're waking up and going to, going to bed and waking up at a reasonable hour that suits you and your lifestyle. So that's how you do it. And that's what I was doing. And that's why this whole podcast started was to get me up. And then winter hit, and I have seasonal affective disorder, and boy, does that also suck. Thank you for whoever came up with the acronym for SAD, you fucking asshole. You think you're funny, don't you? But yeah, I have SAD too. So this winter came, and man, did that just fuck my shit up, and I'm now going back to bed at 5 in the morning, and it's awful. But that's okay. That's okay. I'm starting over again, starting this week. And you can too. You can join along with me. I'm going to be taking my melatonin, starting that again. I'm going to be drinking a whole lot less. I'm going to be hanging out with people who are actually up in the mornings, up in the daytime. I'm going to be going to the gym. I'm going to be really just getting back. Now that the sun is shining and the snow is melting, I feel a lot better. I feel I can come out of my man cave and go explore the world and be a morning person. So thank you for listening to uh, today's educational segment on melatonin. We're going to be exploring the history and science of sleep problems for the next little while. After that, we'll be talking about morning routines and how effective they can or cannot be with various people and the importance of night routines, health, uh, various diets that like, no, not diets, sorry, but how your diet can affect your sleep. We're going to be talking, we're going to be really educating ourselves on, on sleep and having some fun as we go along with it. All right, stick around. We're going to be uh, hitting that rewind button, taking you all the way back woo, to when I woke up. Uh, screaming, shouting, oh my god. No, I didn't, I didn't. But I just had a really messed up dream. And it ended with me happily eating chocolate, messy. Just picture like five-year-old chocolate all over their face on the floor of a bowling alley. So, that's coming up next. Enjoy! Have fun with that. <laughs> I sure fucking did. Oh god. <laughs> So my brother and I are wandering around our old neighborhood where we grew up. And we come to the end of this street. There's a house. And this this British couple pulls up in the driveway. And we're like, oh, damn, the street ends. And they're like, no, it doesn't. No, it, no, it doesn't. <laughs> follow us. And we, we follow them. And to the side is like 
in the driveway. You can open up a little fence, a hole in the fence to a subsequent driveway, which just keeps on going. You're like, oh, sweet. And then we follow them to, that wasn't their house, I guess. We follow them down that street to the, I don't know, that street dead ends to another house. And we are now we're, oh, and they're like, oh, no, that's not it, right? Sorry, not another house. It was, a, it was like, you just keep following down that road, and then there's a barn, and then you have to go through the barn and past... I'm just not going to do the, the fucking accent, because I'm already fucking it up. Past the dancing bear. And we're like, ha, 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 right. But there, we will go through the barn, and there we're greeted by this giant fucking grizzly that looks like it wants to eat us. And I'm going to poop, because I'm in front of this giant grizzly that looks like it's going to eat me, but then it slowly... Slowly starts tap dancing. I'm like, okay. Yeah, they weren't kidding. And suddenly, the barn... Is, I think we're outside the barn now. And there's this huge bowling alley outside. And we're... And the English couple is like... I think we invite them to a party. And I'm thinking like, boy, they'd really like this other English couple that we know and we're and they're like one of the bowling alleys has just a singular rail going down it and they demonstrate like look we made a singular rail down one of the bowling alleys that you can skateboard on for five seconds until it hits the end how neat and we're like that'd be neat if that went all the way to the adjoining city Halifax across the harbor in like a monorail style and then like She's like, oh my god, yeah. Anyway, we're then all lying down at the end of the bowling alley eating chocolate on like a blanket. And they're just, they are stuffing us with chocolate so much. And they're like, here, have some more chocolate. Do you guys have chocolate in Canada? Sort of thing. And we're like, oh my god, chocolate. And then, let's, what is it, my brother talks about how he knows the cab driver of like some famous baseball player, Jose Canseco. And I'm like, oh, how far we've come. And and he gets depressed, and the British people laugh. They're like, hey, what do you mean? I was like, well, I wanted to be a filmmaker, and and uh, you know, my claim to fame is I made a commercial for the local casino, casino. And my brother wanted to be a baseball player, and as far as he's gotten, as he knows, the cab driver of a famous baseball player. And the sad thing is, that's cooler than the commercial. And the British people, like, I think, awkwardly laugh, and we're just sad. And and then suddenly the three of them are gone, and I'm left lying there by myself with remnants of chocolate on, and I just, like, I don't know where they went, but I just keep stuffing my face full of their free chocolate. And like, and that's, and that's when the sad dream ends. <laughs> well, at least it had chocolate. <sighs> the time has come for Adventures in Dream Interpretation. Let's get this over with. Oh, God. Dream interpretations from uh, the wonderful website, cafeosoul.com slash dream slash dream dictionary. 
go on and check it out. That's a very memorable URL that you can tell with all, tell all your friends. So, what does uh, cafeosoul.com slash dream slash dream dictionary have to say about my dream? Well, let's start with meeting foreign people, the British people. It says meeting foreign people like Aborigines. Okay, I, I mean, there's there's other types of foreign people. Okay, Cafe Soul. But still, okay, so like, let's change that to British people. Meeting foreign people like British people can suggest your more organic and natural side coming forward. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Right. Maybe that's me coming out of my cave in the wintertime and exploring the wonders of spring. Sure. Let's go with that. Let's go to the bear, the tap-dancing fucking bear. A bear often appears in dreams when you're going through a period of feeling overly protective or defensive. Uh, I mean... All right. Since it, uh, its appearance can represent you... As everything usually does in a dream, something may be occurring presently that has made you extra sensitive or more self-protective. Perhaps your ego has been bruised and has been brought out by a type of grouchy or overbearing <laughs> behavior. Yeah. Uh, so okay, what's so? All right. Uh, fucking hell. So its appearance can represent me. Um, I'm being self-protective. I'm trying to get. So I'm like this bear has has stopped me. So I'm stopping myself. Okay, from, so I'm being defensive against myself, moving forward, and the tap dancing is I don't want myself to, to, to tap dance? I wasn't, I wasn't really planning on dropping everything and joining a tap dancing class, but let's go with that. Okay, it's spring, and I was gonna go join tap dancing, and internally my dreams are like, no, fuck tap dancing, here's a bear. All right. And then the chocolate. Uh, dreams of candy often represent the innocent pursuit of something with no consideration as to whether it is nourishing or right for you. <clears throat> yeah, that. and then I was like, so okay, so that was pretty much this winter for me. That's actually, that's not, not too bad. That's pretty accurate. Um, uh, yeah, I was drinking a lot and just eating shit, like donairs and stuff like that. And uh, it like paid the price, definitely paid the price. And I was oh, all alone at the bowling alley doing this to myself. And that's, that's when you, when you eat like garbage, you're all alone, I guess is the, the thing. So no tap dancing for me and no more alcohol and shitty food. That's, that's what my dream tried to tell me. Thank you very much. Okay. That's it. Um, wow. Sure. I'm learning a lot about myself about just learning a whole, whole bunch. Um, all right, thank you so much for listening to Adventures in Dream Interpretation. Uh, coming up right now is uh, we're got a phone call talking about uh, one of the uh, one of the interpretations I did on one of my last episodes. Uh, it was either the last one or the one before that. Um, I don't remember which one, and I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> but here's a, here's a phone call for you. Caller number one. Caller number one. Hey, just want to call in real quick about the dream interpretation. Heard the episode. And it's actually quite funny, the interpretation, because I feel like it's fairly accurate. Um, over the last 72 hours, I've been pretty much redesigning everything that's important to me in life, setting priority, and then building standards of living to achieve those that I set priority over. Um, and it's been quite interesting what has come up. Uh, and I do apologize for not having the podcast episode published yet. I, too, am retooling my program, and uh, I'll keep you in the loop. But I want to tell you that a dream interpretation was pretty spot on for what I'm currently going through as a human. So uh, appreciate it.
Thank you very much, Mike, for, for that call. That was Mike Pratt from the podcast, The Beast Within Me. Um, and I found out what podcast episode it was that his dream and my interpretation of his dream was. It was episode 32, not that far back if you want to go take a listen. And if you would like to send me your dream to interpret, then you're just as crazy as Mike. <laughs> but sure, what the fuck? Go for it. What do you got to lose, right? It's like a, yeah. So anyway, if you want to do that, download the Anchor app. You can download it on any phone or any tablet. It's free to, to use. And you just find my podcast on there and click the little send voice message. And there you go. And if you're way too lazy to do that, you can type it out. You can send me a message on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. You can tell me your dream and I will interpret it that way too. And if you don't know how to find me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, then you need an X that you can stalk for a while to develop those skills. And then you'll be good to go. <clears throat> okay. Next week, we will be talking about sleep apnea. That wonderful, wonderful disorder where you stop breathing in the middle of your sleep and terrify the fuck out of anyone you happen to be sleeping next to. Such a, such a fun disorder. If you have sleep apnea or have suffered from it or know someone who has, make sure to step in next week for the episode on sleep apnea and see what other crazy dreams I might have or others may have submitted to the show. Thank you so much for listening to Oh, What a Glorious Morning. Hopefully by next episode, I might even have a new musical intro for Let's Learn Some Shit. That's the segment I'm calling uh, where we talk about shit and learn about it is Let's Learn Some Shit. So that'll be coming. Um, thanks so much for stopping by. Great to, great to see you. Great to hear from you, even though I can't see you and I can't hear you. It's like having a conversation with a friend in a black void. That's terrifying. All right, have yourself a wonderful day, have yourself a wonderful sleep, and have yourself a glorious morning. This is Mylar, and I'm out of here.